Greetings in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm Pastor Seth Shepherd of the Up Church in Allen, Oklahoma. And I'm just wondering, have you ever felt stuck in life? You may be driving down the road right now listening to this podcast or sitting in a recliner or at work somewhere or you're working out and you're just you you're just listening to this podcast, you stumbled upon this podcast. Let me tell you that I believe that God has given me a word for someone who is stuck in life, stuck between your past and your future, stuck in between your miracle and your dilemma. And you've tried turning to the right and to the left, but there's nowhere to turn. You don't know direction. You don't know what you're going to do. Well, I want to deliver this sermon to you today on our podcast called Stuck in Between. And I pray that this sermon blesses you. So right now, here is that sermon, Stuck in Between. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. It feels so good to be back in God's house again this morning. Thank you for your prayers this past week as we were out of town. I heard you. We had a great service Wednesday night. It's always good for a pastor when we have people that can step in and step up and and see God move because it's not about the pastor. It's not about me. Hallelujah. It's about the church. It's about the community. And and I'm thankful for for brother and sister Vincent. And um, I'm telling you, I'm leaning on him a lot. I'm leaning on him a lot. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If I could just get a little bit more monitor right here to where I can hear myself. Hallelujah. That'd be awesome. Hallelujah. But um, also keep Ivy in your prayers. She has been sick, not feeling well. She's been throwing up, having a headache, running a fever. That's perfect. Thank you. Running a fever. So keep her in your prayers. And she's back home. Or she's back in Kentucky. I shouldn't say home. We're home. This is home. But she's back in Kentucky. And um, so with the grandparents. So we wish that she was here so that we could take care of her. And Mama Bear has been coming out and um, I'm trying to protect myself from mama bear because <laughs> when mama bear gets mad it's not good amen but if you have your bibles let's look at the book of exodus chapter number 14 and verse number 10 and we are so thankful to have our guest with us hallelujah brother Clayton and his family hallelujah. let's give them a hand clap hallelujah amen Excited to have them with us. Hallelujah. We're looking forward to getting to know them and spending time with them and seeing what God can do in their life. Amen. Exodus chapter 14 and verse number 10. In prayer, I really felt God speak this into my heart and into my soul. It says, When Pharaoh drew near, the people of Israel lifted up their eyes, and behold, The Egyptians were marching after them, and they feared greatly, and the people of Israel cried out to the Lord. They said to Moses, is it because there were no graves in Egypt that you have taken us away to die in the wilderness? 
What have you done to us in bringing us out of Egypt? Is not this what we said to you in Egypt? Leave us alone that we may serve the Egyptians. For it would have been better for us to serve the Egyptians than to die in the wilderness. And Moses said to the people, he said, Fear not, but stand firm and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will work for you today. For the Egyptians whom you see today, you shall see them never again. The Lord will fight for you, and you have only to be silent. The Lord said to Moses, why do you cry to me? Tell the people of Israel to go forward. Lift up your staff and stretch out your hand over the sea and divide it. And the people of Israel may go through the sea on dry ground. And I will harden the hearts of the Egyptians so that they shall go in after them. And I will get glory over Pharaoh and all of his hosts, his chariots, and his horsemen. And the Egyptians shall know that I am the Lord when I have gotten glory over Pharaoh, his chariots, and his horsemen. Hallelujah. For just a little while this morning, I want to preach on this thought that God poured into my spirit in prayer called Stuck in Between. Stuck in Between. Hallelujah. Can we lift up our hands? Can we lift up our voice right now? Can we ask God to speak to our hearts, our minds, and our souls? God, Lord, we ask you, God, to come into our hearts. We're asking you, Lord, to move in our minds and in our spirit, God. Speak to us, oh God, in a mighty way. Pour your spirit out upon us, oh God. Lord, in Jesus' name, hallelujah. Can you clap your hands all over this place right now in Jesus' name? And before you're seated, turn to your neighbor and tell them, you look good this morning. Hallelujah. But you gotta, you got to say it like, like it's real, like you really believe it. Hallelujah. You look good this morning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You never thought your pastor would tell you to lie in church, did you? <laughs> I'm just joking. Oh, Lord, help us. Hallelujah. You can be seated in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. This morning when I woke up, I thank God for another day. Hallelujah. And I thank God for breath in my lungs. And when I stepped outside and I saw the beauty of the weather and of everything around us, I thank God for the blessings in my life. I'm thankful for the blessings of God in my life. Are you thankful for his blessings this morning? Hallelujah. It's because it is the word of God it's the word of the Lord that the heavens were made. And by the breath of his mouth, he formed earth and man. And this morning when I walked into church and I, and I saw how beautiful everyone looks. And I saw how beautiful everyone is. And I just began to thank God that we have 
a right to come into his house and praise him and, and give him thanks and give him glory. I know this morning that you got up and, and you go through your own routine of, of getting ready and getting dressed and, and you put on your best clothes that you had and, and you combed your hair and you put on your shoes and, and you decided that today was a good day to go to the house of the Lord and praise Him. So this morning I am glad that you're here. Not because you come to hear your favorite preacher. Oh, I better be your favorite preacher. <laughs> Hallelujah. I'm glad you're here this morning. Not because you come just to see your friends. And to see who would show up. But I'm glad you're here this morning. Because underneath the hair that you fixed... And the clothes that you put on and the shoes that you're wearing, there are scars. There are things in our life that we are not proud of. Hallelujah. There are scars that go deeper than the flesh. There are scars that go deeper than flesh and bones. There are scars that go beyond what anyone can see. They go beyond what anyone is able, able to understand and comprehend. They do not see the scars that are in your life. These scars, they did not come from a fall that you had. These scars did not come from an accident or a wreck. Uh, these scars are not a flesh wound. But these are scars that are marked on your soul. I'm talking about scars of addiction. I'm talking about scars of hurt. Scars of wasted years. Scars of regret. Scars of failures. Scars of sin. Scars of low self-esteem and self-worth. They are scars of depression. Scars of abuse. These are scars that are hard to see. You cannot see these scars that are on my life. You cannot see the scars that are on the person sitting next to you because it's easy to cover up these scars. It's easy to cover up the scars of your life with a smile. To cover up the scars with a laugh. To cover up the scars with your kind personality. No no one can see your hurt. No one is able to see your pain. No one is able to see your struggle. They don't understand what you've been through and the obstacles that you've had to overcome. They do not understand the difficulty of struggling with things that they cannot see. And so this morning, I feel so strongly in the Holy Ghost to preach this message. The Holy Ghost this morning, it wouldn't leave me alone all week. It wouldn't leave me alone this morning as God began to speak into my mind and into my heart to someone who has scars 
in their life. Uh, uh, scars that they've tried to cover up with a smile. Scars that they've tried to cover up with, with, with a nice hairdo. But I've come this morning to tell somebody that life is a fragile thing. Life is a very fragile thing. It's easy to get a text message that would disrupt your life or a phone call that would shatter you like broken pieces of glass on the ground. Life is fragile and it is but a vapor and we are one breath away from eternity. But let me tell you today that life is too short to live with the scars of regret, to live with the scars of hurt, to live with the scars of pain in your life. Life is too short to hide your scars from God today. Hallelujah, people who have scars in their life, they find themselves feeling stuck in life. They are stuck between who they were and who they want to be. They are stuck between what used to be and what could be. They are stuck between what happened and what could happen. Stuck between yesterday, today, and tomorrow. It's hard to be happy when you're stuck in between because you spend most of your time trying to cover up your pain, trying to cover up your scars. It's hard to live in this moment in your life not being able to enjoy what God has blessed you with. Not being able to enjoy the, the beauty around us. Not being able to enjoy your family and your children because we spend most of our time just trying to cover up the scars. We spend most of our time trying to cover up our brokenness, trying to cover up our past, trying to cover up our addiction, trying to cover up our failure because we are stuck in between who we want to be this morning. I've come to preach to someone today who is stuck in between your past and your future. You're stuck in between your bondage and your victory this morning. Hallelujah. I have come to minister this morning in the Holy Ghost to you and tell you that although you are stuck in between, Stuck in between where you were and where you want to be. Hallelujah. I want to tell you the Holy Ghost that God has not forgotten you. He was there in your pain. He was there in your hurt. He was there in your brokenness. He was there in your struggle. He was there when they done you wrong. He was there when they turned their back on you and told you we don't want nothing to do with you anymore. He knows where you are this 
morning. But all he's asking someone to do is to show him your scars. I'm telling you today in the Holy Ghost that if we will get to an altar and show God our scars of hurt, show God our scars of disappointment, show God our scars of addiction, God will heal us today. It is because by his stripes, it's because by his scars that we are healed this morning. I come to tell somebody that Jesus told Downton Thomas, he said, I want you to see my scars. I want you to put your hand in my hand. And when Thomas saw the scars of Jesus, and when he put his hand in the hands of Jesus, Thomas was healed of scars of fear. He was healed of scars of hurt. He was healed of scars of betrayal. He was healed of scars of disbelief. All that I'm trying to tell someone this morning is that Jesus' scars made a way for your scars to be healed. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jesus' scars made a way for your scars to be healed this morning. And oh, it's simple. It's simple to get a healing from your scars this morning. It's simple to get a healing from God this morning. All you've got to do is confess your scars unto Him. All you've got to do is show Him your scars and say, God, I'm not a perfect person. I've made mistakes. I've I've done wrong so God here are my scars this morning hallelujah we had a young man in our church who had a lot of scars in his life he had scars of abuse from a child not only did he suffer from scars of abuse but he suffered from scars of his past. He struggled day after day trying to overcome those scars. This young man, he had scars that he had dealt with all of his life, his childhood, from three years old to where he was. Because at a young age, he learned how to cover up those scars. He learned how to put on a fake smile. He learned how when somebody would ask how you're doing, he learned to tell them he was doing all right. He learned how to cover up those scars in his life. At a young age, he was sexually abused and molested. And looking at him, you would have never known the struggle that he suffered with in his life and, and the pain that he was facing day in and day out. The scars were scars on his soul from a very young age at the age of three. It was hard to imagine that this nice looking young man who looked to have it all put together, hallelujah, that he was suffering internally 
that he was hiding scars that nobody knew that he had. A struggle that no one could see. Dealing with addictions that nobody knew that he had. All because he chose. All because he learned to cover up his scars. He was coming to a place in his life where he felt that there was nothing else that he could do. There was no way he could overcome the life that he had. There was no way that he could overcome the scars in his life. It wasn't his choice. He, he didn't choose to be abused. He didn't choose he didn't choose to go down that. It wasn't his choice to, to, to be abused and, and have addiction. But for some reason he was. And he couldn't understand why he was where he was. And he struggled day in and day out trying to overcome, trying to, to, to cover up those scars so that he could be happy. But I want to tell you today that you will never find true happiness and true peace covering up the scars of your life. And so he struggled and he tried so hard to overcome, but for some reason he couldn't. And so he tried taking his own life. And by the grace and mercy of God, every time he would try, he would fail. His mother and his father, they abandoned him. And his friends and family forsook him. And he carried the weight of his, of his past on his shoulders. Carrying the weight of his life on his shoulders. All by himself. Feeling all alone. He, everybody forsook him. Nobody paid him any attention. And he wouldn't let anybody close to him. Because he was afraid of getting hurt again. But I come today to tell somebody that something changed on a Sunday morning just like today in a service just like this. He was tired. He was tired mentally. He was tired physically of hiding the scars of his past. He hid his scars underneath his kindness and underneath his smile. But one Sunday morning, he made a choice and he decided that enough was enough. And he didn't want to live with those scars anymore. He didn't want to live with the pain and the struggle any longer. And so he heard about a man named Jesus who said, oh, you can come unto me. Oh, you that are burdened and heavy laden and I will give you rest. He heard how Jesus said that if you'll just cast all of your cares on me, I will give you peace today. He heard about Jesus and how he gave his life for him so that he could be set free. And he went down to an altar. He went down to the altar and he said, Lord, let me show you my scars. Hallelujah. Let me show you my scars. Lord, here are my scars of addiction. Here are my scars of alcoholism. Here are my 
scars of my dope habit and my drug problem. And after he got up from showing God his scars, he went to the waters of baptism and was baptized in the name of Jesus. And God healed his scars. God washed those scars all away. And now today, he has a beautiful wife with beautiful kids, with a thriving business, all because he chose to show God his scars. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He said, I'm coming out of this. I'm not choosing to be stuck anymore. I'm not going to be stuck in between my past and my future. But I'm going forward. Hallelujah. I'm moving forward this morning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I don't know who I've come to preach to this morning. Hallelujah. But there is something supernatural that takes place in a person's life when you say, God, let me show you my scars. Hallelujah. There's something supernatural that happens when God washes your scars all away. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I feel the Holy Ghost in this place this morning. Hallelujah. I feel this morning that God is speaking to people right now. I feel this morning that there is somebody here that is struggling with their past, that is struggling with their scars, and they're saying, God, I don't know why I went through what I went through. I didn't choose to go through that. I didn't choose that thing in my past. And you're struggling with those scars. Hallelujah. I feel the Holy Ghost in this place this morning. The reason this morning that I bring you to the text that we have read this morning is to show you that you are not the only one that has found themselves stuck in between. It is in our text that we have read this morning that the children of Israel, they have been in bondage for over 400 years. The children of Israel. They were God's chosen people. Through a covenant relationship. Through a covenant that God established. With Abraham. Isaac and Jacob. In which God would later change Jacob's name. To the name of Israel. Because God would make them a great nation we can believe that God's promise and God's covenants are true because God's covenant stated that he would make Israel a great nation 
and the Israel that you hear about on the news and the Israel that is overseas is the same Israel that is in the story today because God's promise was true. He made them a great nation. However, for over 400 years, the children of Israel, they were in bondage of slavery to the Egyptians. And they were to serve them with hard labor. They knew the promises of God in their life. They knew the covenant that God had established with their people and with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And so they prayed because they were tired of the bondage. They were tired of the slavery. And they prayed unto the God of Israel, the one true God that established a covenant with them. And they said, God, we're tired of this bondage. We're tired of this struggle. And so God, he would raise up a deliverer named Moses who would lead the children of Israel out of a bondage escaping Pharaoh and his army. And Moses, being led by God, took them to the edge of the Red Sea. I want to preach to somebody today that is on the edge of your breakthrough. You're on the edge of your miracle. You're on the edge of healing. You're on the edge of your future. It was Moses that led them to the edge of the Red Sea. And now they were trapped at the Red Sea and they found themselves stuck in between the Red Sea and Pharaoh and his army who were coming after them to return them back into slavery or to kill them. I said they found themselves stuck in between Pharaoh and the water. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I come today to tell you that they found themselves stuck in between their bondage and their future. They found themselves stuck in between their past and their future. They found themselves stuck in between their promise and their failure. Found themselves stuck in between their miracle and their struggle. There's somebody here today that is stuck in between. Hallelujah. They were stuck at the Red Sea with no way around it, with no way over it, with no way under it. And the only way they could escape was they had to go through the water. Hallelujah. They had to go through it. And when they realized that the only way to escape, hallelujah, the, the past that was chasing them, uh, their, their master that was chasing them, when they found out that the only way to escape was they had to go through the water, they began to murmur and they began to complain to Moses 
and they began to tell Moses why didn't you just leave us back in Egypt where we could die now we're going to have to die in between we're stuck in between is this where we're going to die I come today I sense it in the Holy Ghost that the devil has told you that you're going to die in between your miracle and your failure you're going to die in between but I come today to tell you that the devil he is a liar hallelujah the devil's lying to you today there is a victory in this house there is deliverance in this house this morning there is a miracle in this house this morning hallelujah they began to murmur and they began to complain and Moses he looked at the people and he said hold on just a minute you've got nothing to fear you've got nothing to be afraid of but stand still and see the salvation of the Lord which he will show you today because the Egyptians that you see coming after us you're never going to see the again because the Lord he shall fight for you and this morning I sense in the spirit that there is someone here who is stuck in between you see there are a lot of people who are in this generation who are stuck in between their past and their future and the only thing standing in between them and their freedom is the water Hallelujah. They tried to go around it. They tried to go under it. But it doesn't work. They, 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 they try to tell us that we don't need the water anymore. They try to tell us that you'll find your peace. Well, you don't need the water. You can find your peace somewhere else. Hallelujah. And they spend their life wasting their years. Because they're trying to find a peace that the world cannot give them. And they don't understand that the only way to find true freedom is that you have to go through the water. You say, preacher, what are you talking about? Going through the water. There's not a Red Sea around here. What are you talking about going through the water? I'm talking about if you want to find real freedom in your life from your past, from your mistakes, from your failure, you've got to go through the waters of baptism hallelujah you can't go around it you can't go over it if you want real freedom in your life you've got to go through the water today hallelujah we need the water there's people telling us that we don't need it anymore oh but I come here today to tell you that if you want something real if you want something genuine you are going to have to go through the water hallelujah hallelujah most of the time when people are standing on the edge of their future and it comes time to go through the water that's when they start to turn around that's when they start to murmur and complain and turn back and go back to their addiction and go back to the past and go back to, to where they come from 
not realizing that they are one step away from a life of abundance, one step away from a life of peace, one step away from a life pleasing unto God when all they had to do was go through the water. It's the water that is standing in between you and your victory. It's the water that's standing in between you and your future. And I feel like Moses today preaching to someone who is stuck in between their future and their victory and trying to overcome things in your life that is becoming hard to overcome. Hallelujah. And I feel like Moses when I'm preaching to you and telling you that you have nothing to be afraid of. Hallelujah. There's nothing to fear. You don't have to fear your past anymore. You don't have to fear your addiction anymore. You don't have to fear what they did to you. You don't have to fear what you had to overcome. Hallelujah. You're not going to die in the wilderness. You're not going to die stuck in between. Because God has already provided a way of escape for you today. He's already won this battle. He's already fought this battle. That all you've got to do is go through the water. Hallelujah. In verse 15. If we can put it up on the screen. Hallelujah. It said the Lord said to Moses. Why are you crying to me? Tell the people to go forward. You want to know why God had to tell the people. You want to know why God had to tell Moses stop crying to me? It's because Moses was also trying to find a way around the water. The people were looking for a different way of escape. But God said, no. He said, why are you crying to me? You got to go forward. Hallelujah. So many people in this world think the way of escape is going this way and going that way. But the only way of escape is when Jesus said, I am the way. And that way is forward. We've got to go forward today. God was telling Moses that the only way that you're going to find your freedom, the only way you're going to get out of this bondage that you've been in all of your life, that you've been in for 400 years, you must go forward. You must go through the water. Because if you try to go around the water, you're always going to be looking behind you to see where the Egyptian army is. You're always going to be trying to figure out where they are. Are they around me? How close are they? Hallelujah. You're always going to be looking over your shoulder. We have too many people that are in this world who thought that they found true happiness, but still they're looking over their shoulder trying to figure out when their addiction's coming back trying to figure out when somebody's going to bring up their past again trying to figure out who's going to who's going to forsake them again hallelujah god told 
Moses. He said, lift up your rod and stretch it over the sea and divide it. And the children of Israel shall go on dry ground through the water. Hallelujah. I come today to tell somebody that God's going to make a way for you. Hallelujah. I said he's going to make a way for you. You're stuck in between. But if you'll just go forward, he's going to make a way for you. It looks like there's no way out. It looks like there's no escaping. It looks like your past is catching up to you. It looks like your addiction's catching up to you. But today I come today to tell you that God is going to make a way for somebody in this house. Let's all stand in this place. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's time that we start moving forward. Hallelujah. And not looking back. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We don't have to cover up the scars anymore. Hallelujah. And as they were going through the Red Sea on dry ground, the Egyptian army, they came in after them. Hallelujah. Diving or walking through the Red Sea trying to catch up to them. Hallelujah. But when the whole army got into the Red Sea, God released the waters and it washed them all away. 1 Corinthians 10, verse 1 through 4. Hallelujah. It says, Moreover, brethren, I would not have, I would not that you should be ignorant how that all our fathers were under the cloud and all passed through the sea. Hallelujah. And were all baptized unto Moses in the cloud and in the sea. And did all eat the same spiritual meat and did all drink the same spiritual drink for they drank of the spiritual rock that flowed from them. And that rock was Christ. The scripture is telling us that when Israel was stuck in between their past and their future. Hallelujah. Stuck in between their bondage and the freedom. They went through the water as a symbolic representation of baptism. Because you cannot escape the water. Hallelujah. And it's because ever since God has had a people. He has always had a plan for freedom. Hallelujah. God has always had a way of escape. Hallelujah. Sometimes we feel like we're in it all alone. And we're stuck in life all alone. But God is saying, if you'll just show me your scars, I'll make a way for you. <laughs> Acts chapter 22 and verse 16. It says, and now, why tarriest thou? 
Why are you waiting? Arise and be baptized and wash away thy sins, calling on the name of the Lord. The reason that God waited for the Egyptians, all the army to get into the Red Sea, was because when the water fell upon them, he washed them all away. Just like what happens when you are baptized. He washes those scars away. He washes those sins away. So that, so that they can never come back to haunt you again. Hallelujah. Let me tell you. That if Israel would have tried to escape them outside of the water. They would have always been wondering when Egypt was going to show up. <laughs> but because they went through the water, God washed them away. And they would never have to worry about it again. 2 Corinthians 5 and 17 says, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things become new. Hallelujah. When you are baptized and you go through the water, your old things are passed away. Your, your addictions are washed. God does not remember them. He washes them all away. Hallelujah. And you want to know something that happens? He creates a new life for you. Old things are passed away. And behold, all things become new. This morning, I told you that I've been in prayer. And God put this on my heart to preach to somebody today. I don't know who I'm preaching to this morning. But there is someone here who needs to go through the water. Hallelujah. If you've never been baptized... And you're stuck in between. I'm telling you the way to your freedom is through the water. The way to victory is through the water. A way out of your past and into your future is through the water. And today, if you have been baptized, but you find yourself stuck, I'm here today to tell you that it's not God's will for you to be stuck in between. But it is God's will for you to be set free today. Hallelujah from those things that are haunting you. Hallelujah. And the only way, hallelujah, to be set free is to be refilled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Can we lift our hands in this place right now? Thank you so much for listening to our podcast today. It is my prayer that this podcast has blessed you. And if you're wanting to be baptized in the name of Jesus, please reach out to us at 405-221-2396. If you're wanting a Bible study, please also reach out to us at that same phone number. You can call us or you can text us and we will get right back to you. We pray that God is giving you direction. God is working things out in your life. And thank you so much for being a part of our podcast. Thank you and God bless you.